Yo, what's up good people of the internet? Welcome to episode 11 of Tremendous Opinions Podcast. I am your host, Miles Kilby, and my heart is broken. So, I put in a little $20 bracket. I've been filling out brackets since I was a kid, you know. Uh, by respect and principle, I always have to put the Tar Heels winning the championship. It's just a given, even if they have a terrible team. This year, I thought they had, like I said, I thought they had a real shot at making the Sweet 16, but obviously I, I was wrong. Um, we got beat in the first round by 20-something, and it was, it was a hard game to watch. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since I put out a podcast because I've been working uh, out of state. I have been driving to Georgia and Mississippi and back, and uh, actually tomorrow morning I have to uh, make another trip similar, so... Uh, I hope I can get this uploaded tonight or in the morning um, before the the games and all that starts. Uh, I'm filming on Friday, the 26th of March. And uh, so we have a sweet 16 bracket. Unfortunately, my Tar Heels are not in it. Uh, but it's been a crazy bracket, man. Uh, you know, I may as well fold mine up like origami and cut it like a kindergarten arts and crafts class, make it snowflakes and burn it and take the ashes and throw them in the falls of the Noose River. That's, you know, I'm 48 out of 51, so I'm pretty much a mush when it comes to the NCAA bracket. Uh, but for what it's worth, I took the Sweet 16 and, God, it's so bad, 50, or yeah, 51 people out of the whole tournament, and I'm 48 out of 51 that's hard that's pretty tough um, I got Gonzaga making the solid run they looked really good so far they they got the bigs and uh, Jalen Suggs he could play um, they have Creighton in the sweet 16 round uh, below them is USC Oregon USC I think has the best player in the whole tournament remaining in uh, Evan Mobley. He's going to be like the next Kevin Durant look-alike in the NBA. Um, below them, we have Michigan, Florida State. Um, actually, I have USC beating Oregon up top. Uh, Michigan, Florida State. I have Florida State with the upset. Scotty Barnes is uh, another lottery pick, just like Evan Mobley. Um Next game, UCLA-Bama. Bama's been playing really great ball, so uh, I think it's going to be hard for UCLA to keep up. So I have Bama advancing. Other side of the bracket, we have Baylor-Villanova. I got Baylor. Next, Arkansas-ORU. I think ORU is going to make another go at it, make it to the Elite Eight. I got ORU advancing. Same with Loyola against Oregon State. I mean, Loyola's really lucked out playing Oregon State. Um, at the bottom, we got Syracuse-Houston. I got Cuse with the upset, that Jim Beheim defense. I hate it with everything I have in me, but it wins basketball games. Um, so the Elite Eight, I think it's going to look like Zaga-USC, Florida State-Bama, Baylor, Oral Roberts, which is huge for them, Loyola, which is huge for them as well, and Syracuse which uh, for Jim Beheim and his son, that's a big thing. 
I can't stand them, but they play good basketball. In the Elite Eight round, I have Gonzaga beating USC, Florida State beating Bama, Baylor beating Oral Roberts, and Syracuse beating Loyola. So the final four is going to look like Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, Syracuse. Crazy that Syracuse made it to the final four in my uh, mock Sweet 16, but hey, that defense sucks, man. Uh, I have Gonzaga beating Florida State and Baylor beating Syracuse for a one-seed final. Zaga against Baylor with Zaga winning the championship. Now, after getting beat in the first round, UNC has fallen into some problems. Our uh, freshman center, Walker Kessler, who's one of my favorite players on the team, is transferring, destination unknown. There's been rumors that our senior, Garrison Brooks, he has another uh, year of eligibility due to COVID, so there's talk that he's going to transfer as well as our other starting power forward, um, Bacot, talks of him, him transferring. So we may lose a lot of talent this year at UNC, and that's just hard to swallow. Um, our other freshman, Daron Sharp, declared for the draft. So it'll be an entire new team next year, probably just one returning starter. Um, I'm in a like a UNC fan group text with uh, my uncle Snoop and Pac-Man, and uh, they want to see Brad Stevens as the next coach of the Tar Heels. I would much prefer to keep it in the family and uh, have an ex-player or someone who's been an assistant to to Roy, like uh, Hubert Davis or. Really, my number one pick, I would want to see Jerry Stackhouse leave uh, Vanderbilt and bring uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. with him if Roy re- retires, decides to leave. Um, while Pippen Jr. is still in college, that would be <laughs> obviously who wouldn't want Scotty Pippen's son on the basketball team. But uh, it's been a rough, rough couple of weeks to be a Tar Heel fan. Let's hope the football season can turn that around. On to the NBA moves. The NBA trade deadlines passed up since my last podcast. In my opinion, the Bulls came out the best in the whole trade deadline situation. Not because they're a contender yet, but they verified themselves as an upcoming, improving team with a potential starting five of Kobe White, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, who was the number four overall pick, a defensive type of asset from Florida State last year. Laurie Markinen, if he's healthy at the power forward, is uh, the closest thing to a Kristaps Porzingis that we have in the league. And they just added Vucevic, which is a solid big man, probably top five, top seven big man in the league. So they have a solid unit in Chicago that needs to gel, work together, figure out what they're doing, and uh, I think they're going to be really improving going forward to be a top three team in the East next year, probably. And they can even make a playoff push this year if they can get it together. My number two team I'm impressed by from the trade deadline week is the Nuggets, adding Aaron Gordon. They are in the contender seat. The Nuggets could win an NBA championship. A potential starting five of Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Joker. Um... That is really tough adding. It really depends because Aaron Gordon's been quiet since he lost the dunk contest, honestly. 
Uh, I'd like to see Aaron Gordon get back to an all-star caliber play, and the Nuggets could project themselves to a real contender to meet the Nets in the finals. And my number three team I'm impressed by is the Heat. They managed to get Victor Oladipo for pretty much nothing uh, from the Rockets. The Rockets really sold out and lost in the trade deadline. If anybody, the Rockets lost uh, compared to what they had a couple years ago to now. It's a contender to nothing. So the Rockets really lost out. The Heat are the number three team that I think did well during the NBA trade deadline week, adding Victor Oladipo with a starting lineup potentially of Goran Dragic, Vic Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. You're playing small ball and having Tyler Harrow and uh, Andre Iguodala come off the bench, but hey, that's a, a pretty good starting five, and you could swap out Harrow for Gordon, Goran Dragic if you want to, but I think that's what the starting lineup would be. Uh, with Dragic Oladipo, Duncan, Butler, and Adebayo. And Tyler Harrow could win sixth man of the year eventually if that's the lineup. He could be a Jamal Crawford type of player. Uh, Lou Williams was another big name that got traded. I'm happy to see him get back to his original home state of Atlanta. Or home state. Atlanta's not a state. Um, but yeah, I talked with my buddies about that. They're pretty pumped about Lou Will getting back to the Hawks. Uh, like I said, I don't know when I'm going to get this uploaded, but uh, UFC 260 is on this Saturday, and that's a pretty big card. They got a championship, Stipe Miocic against Francis Ngannou. Ngannou given the 140 on the bet line in Vegas. Um, they, I don't know if UFC's rigged or if it's real or what, but it seems like the promoting has a lot to do with the Vegas line. Um, I'm going to step out onto a limb and say Stipe wins this fight and fights John Jones next and then retires. I like Francis Ngannou a lot, but I've been seeing a lot of positive promotion and stuff on his end and you know getting people to like him in this fight. And I think it's all for the bookie. I think uh is going to come away with the the win. Um, Tyron Woodley is on the fight or on the card and uh he's the underdog actually. So, I'm going to bet Tyron Woodley as well. My favorite up and coming fighter is uh I'm sure a lot of other people is Sean O'Malley and uh, he's the heavy favorite in that fight. I would bet O'Malley and uh a uh, Khabib's brother, cousin, I don't know who it is. Abukabar Nurmagomedov is on the card as well, and he's the favorite, obviously. He's from Kazakhstan or whatever. They pick up camels for weight training out there. I don't know what they do, but uh, there's some hardcore guys out there. So uh, it'll be a really interesting card, really good fight to watch. In the morning, I have to drive to Georgia, so... I'll be uh, watching the UFC fights with my buddies down there, having a big time. I think I sit for my notes. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep this podcast short and light. Uh, I gotta get a new hard drive to capture all the storage for all this video and stuff. So uh, I'm sorry I 
took two weeks to get another podcast uploaded. I'm gonna try to do better, and uh, and really, I'm gonna try to do better in uh, in what I talk about and what I do. I'm gonna bring different aspects and different ideas to this podcast. I, it's a wide platform; you could do anything you want to on the internet. So, I'm really gonna take advantage of that coming soon. I hope you enjoyed the the Xbox video. At the end of my last podcast, I felt good about that at least. If I wasn't going to upload one, the last one I felt was pretty cool. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward in the, the Sweet 16. My, oh my God, my picks are mush, dude. So pick pretty much the opposite of what I said about 10 minutes ago. And uh, you'll probably be better off. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I've never picked this bad of a bracket in my life. And I'm sweating about the Tar Heels, man. That group text got me nervous. All my guys are leaving. <sighs> it's tough being a Tar Heel. But we'll be here. We'll be here next week. And the year after that, year after that. And uh, I have a UNC tattoo. And uh, I need to get it updated, really. I'm slacking. I need to get it uh, yeah, I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this wasn't boring. I want to, like I said, switch it up and uh, try to keep it more funny and talk about different stuff going forward. But uh, I had to catch up on the bracket and let you know that I'm really, really down in the dumps about my bracket and my picks. I couldn't be more wrong. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's been a tough... Uh, Tough March Madness. I'm going to call this episode March Sadness. So, uh, like I said, thank you for watching. I'm going to keep this one short. And I'll have another one up within the week. And hopefully it'll make you giggle a little bit. Take your mind off your day. Thank you for watching Tremendous Opinions Podcast. And I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.